All right, since I know you're a sports fan just like I am, you love entertainment just like I do, you're always looking for good prices to buy online for any games or shows coming up, head over to SeatGeek.com. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. So you don't have to. You don't have to ask around. They do it for you. Green Dot marks great deals. Yellow Dot good deals. And Red Dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. They have the ticket. Now, one more. Just want to give you a heads up on trying to save some money this season, in this summer, in this winter, whatever. The NFL preseason kicks off the Hall of Fame game on August 1st, okay? I talked about it in my prior episodes. It's pretty crazy. Football's right around the corner, and soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sportsbook known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, mybookie.ag is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service and bets on every sport and prop imaginable my bookie provides a fun safe betting experience and if you deposit today my bookie will give you a 50 percent deposit bonus that's right you put a hundred dollars they'll give you 50 you put a thousand they'll give you 500 it's that easy football weekends are the best but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money so go to mybookie.ag and sign up today with promo code Chaos at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C H A O S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey guys, welcome to Full Count Chaos podcast about the Baltimore Orioles. Pretty sure you're aware of that by now. 2019 season almost over got a couple more months the Orioles are breaking records they did it like three times this past week and it's positive news normally we hear about the Orioles breaking records and we're like ah shit that's not good and then we hear what it is and we're like oh that's really not good well this time it's fun it's fantastic it's great news of what the Orioles have been doing lately Again, they're not mathematically out of it yet. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! But right now they're having fun. They're winning games on the uh, West Coast. Uh, they, they got one out of two, uh, one out of three against the Diamondbacks. But right now they're uh, you know out in L.A. as I'm recording. I just got back from Ocean City, by the way. So I'm really tired. I'm burnt. I don't wear sunblock. I'm stubborn. I do around the neck and shoulders. But when I get lay on the beach, I'm like, well, I just want, I want to get a nice tan. And then I just wind up looking like a tomato and I'm in pain. Everything is fucking expensive down in Ocean City. Seeing what these places cost down there are ridiculous. I've been down there for a long time. Um, I also learned while being down there that thongs are back in style, apparently, for both men and women. Wait, what did you say? Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter what you weigh, what you look like. You're wearing a thong. And it's all up in your face. <laughs> but I'm I'm sitting there on the beach. 
Like, God damn, I feel like I'm in the Bahamas. You know, I've been on beaches down there before, and it's like, whoa, Thong City. But in Ocean City now, I guess that's a thing. And some of these girls wearing thongs, you're like, where the fuck are your parents? And why aren't they telling you, put some clothes on? But everything is expensive. But my point is, uh, we got to stay in a place for free. And it was a beautiful place. It was on Bayside. And uh, But I'm looking at these hotels. Some of these hotels that they've built that I wasn't aware of. Some of some new ones are coming up. It's like 400 a night just to shit and shower and sleep. 400 a night. It's insane. And some of these places, and they're not even oceanfront. And I started, as we were driving down Coastal Highway, I had a few drinks. My wife was driving. We were uh, headed to dinner. And I got out my phone and I just wanted to see what some of these places, just random places, not even the oceanfront, just these little hotels, you know, kind of in between Coastal Highway, 300, 350 a night. And they look like a shit box. And everything's expensive down there anyway. They're raising taxes down in Ocean City. I don't know how families do it. I don't know why it's always crowded. Thank God my wife and I have family who have a place down there because everything it's just fucking crazy how much you spend down in Ocean City. And we usually go to Florida, Myrtle Beach, and we and we go down there for a week and we spend we save a lot more money than if we went to Ocean City for like three or four days. It's insane. But being down there this past week, it just reminded me of just how asinine expensive everything is in Ocean City. But I think I gained about 20 pounds in those four days. I drank so much. I ate like shit. And I feel like shit. And I'm burnt and I'm sunburnt. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not 100% right now. So anyway, I tried to watch some, some of the games in Ocean City. It was good that it was West Coast games. So I was, uh, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, we go stumbling in, and I turn on the TV, and hey, there's the Orioles. I got to see some of the games. I actually got to see the 16-inning game we're going to get into. Again, we're going to talk about the Orioles here, because it's an Orioles podcast. I want to hear from you, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, check the website out, fullcountchaos.com. Otherwise, you get in touch with me. Uh, but one, one thing I want to talk about uh, that I noticed, and, and I, I don't, you know, speaking of Twitter, unfortunately, the game of Twitter, any shithead can reach out to you unless you block them. It's just what it is. You know, freedom of speech. So Jim Palmer couldn't make it to the Hall of Fame uh, when it was uh, Mike Mussina. When they were inducting Mike Mussina in the Hall of Fame and he gave a speech, uh, Palmer couldn't make it for personal reasons. And he actually, and he shouldn't have even done this. He shouldn't have explained himself to this woman on Twitter who reached out to him her name's Emily Gorin, and it's not like I'm crossing the line here. I mean, she's on Twitter. You can find her at Gorin Mom, G-O-R-E-N-M-O-M. She reaches out to Jim Palmer. Why, why is the great Jim Palmer not at the MLB Hall of Fame? She put bad luck. And instead of Jim Palmer just ignoring her, like most people do when you reach out to famous people and try to fuck with them, they just ignore you. There are a lot of... <laughs> Famous people out there who love Twitter wars. But I didn't think Jim Palmer was one of them. I thought he'd just, you know, ignore it. So he responded to her, said, I rearranged my schedule to attend my father-in-law's memorial service, then stay with my stepmom or stepson who has autism. So he broke it down to her explaining, which I think he went way far and beyond of what he had to do to this woman. Like, who the fuck are you? Unless she personally knows him and I, I don't 
I wasn't aware of that, and a lot of people weren't aware of it because they went after her as well. <laughs> Anytime you attack someone on Twitter, and she didn't exactly attack them. Anytime you go after someone who has lots of fans on Twitter, they're going to back them up. So he broke it down to her. This is why I couldn't make it. And then she writes an apology. So sorry. I am, have always been a fan of the game, and it just struck me odd. You know, you could have just said, I'm sorry, I, I apologize, whatever. You didn't have to do that. Uh, fan of the game, and it just struck me odd. Guess I went at it the wrong way. Yeah, you did. You made yourself look like a stupid, ah, uh, let's be nice, Nate. Let's not call people names here on the show. But she acted like an asshole. And Jim Palmer, I guess, you know, I guess that's taking the high road. He, he actually reached out to her and explained to her and broke it down why he couldn't be there. I would have loved it if he just wrote, mind your damn business. And that was it. Leave it at that. So there you have it, sweetheart. Hopefully you can sleep at night now knowing why Jim Palmer couldn't make it. Unfucking believable. But anyway, on a positive note, Orioles made the record books three times this past week. It's been fun. Lately, uh, we, we know the Orioles probably won't be in the World Series. Probably, I say. Again, there's a chance. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. But baseball fans everywhere saying teams should not be losing to the Orioles because the Orioles uh, so far have taken two games in L.A. against the Angels who just swept the Dodgers. Baseball fans are like, this, this shouldn't happen, especially Angel fans. Well, guess what? That's why we watch sports, because there's always some sort of drama some fans live to see. We love it. And the Oral fans right now have been the ones to say they love the drama that's happening right now. It's fun. It's like opposing teams walk in there assuming they only need like 20% effort. And obviously they shouldn't. They're a major league team. Everyone keeps calling them minor league team, but hey, they're winning games. It hasn't been pretty, but they're coming around. The offense has been coming around. They're heating up. July's been a fun month. Look at Nunez. I mean, the guy's got uh, 25 home runs this season. The last 15 games, he's batting 328, 12 RBIs with five home runs, 638 slugging. Hanser Alberto, 311 average right now. It's not the last 15 or 20 games. That's all season. He's batting 311, 740 OPS. Last seven games, he's batting 375. Trey Mancini, he cooled off a little bit. He was cool. He he was freezing actually. Everybody's going, what the hell's happening? But he snapped out of it. Last seven games, nine home runs. His bat's eating up. Richie Martin, last seven games, batting 385, and his fielding skills are getting fun to watch. I like watching Richie Martin at shortstop. He's got an arm. He can move. He can glove a ball. It's fun. He can steal bases. Man, when he runs those bases, it's like he's got a jet engine coming out of his ass. It's fun watching him uh, steal bases and play the field. And, yeah, his back came a slow start. But, hey, we're patient, Richie. We're going to be patient. I like watching him. Anthony Santan. Anthony Santander. There we have it. Batting 301 right now. Plays great right field. Last seven games, he's batting 382 with three home runs. Severino, he's hitting up. I know he hit one Saturday night against the Angels. Pitching's getting a little better. <laughs> Trying. I don't know. It just seems like everybody's pitching on every team. It, shit. I mean, with the home runs, I, you know, anytime it's a pop-up, 
It's almost like 90% of the time, unless it's an infield pop-up, it's going over the wall. It's crazy. John Means, unfortunately, is on the 10-day IL with bicep strain. Uh, over the last three games before he went on the IL, I don't know, he's kind of cooled off through 15 innings. Uh, with The last 15 innings he's thrown, he's allowed 11 earned runs. In July, he holds a 1-2 and two record with a 524 ERA. So hopefully, you know, it was that bicep strain that was holding him from being 100%. Hopefully he comes back, does his thing. You know, sometimes players hit funks during the long baseball season. It happens. Even Verlander and Scherzer have bad weeks and months. Although, <laughs> Scherzer. You know, when Matt Scherzer pitches and he gives up like three hits and two runs, everyone's like, oh, is he okay? Hopefully he's feeling all right. So I don't know. Would you say Verlander has bad weeks and months? Sure, so that guy's just a freak. And speaking of pitching, trying to keep the positivity here, trying to keep everybody uh, with smiles, because, again, the Orioles are they're having fun. They're playing some pretty good ball. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, I'm sure you've heard, down in the minors, you've heard his name mentioned, I'm sure, a number of times. Uh, but the other night, he had a strong performance, throwing five shutout innings, striking out ten batters. And he only allowed three hits, two walks. And so far this season, uh, his ERA is 274, 102 whip, and a 185 batting average in 72 innings. And in that time, he has struck out 97 batters, only walked 26. So that's good news. You know, we're, we're hearing the, the young guys and the pitching doing well. Looking forward to seeing them. And, you know, with the Orioles, it's that time of year. They can start being spoilers, start ruining people's seasons. You know, they're trying to fight for the playoffs. And now is the time where we can ruin it. And I understand a loss in April, you know, it means the same as it does in September. But around August is when you know which team is fighting for dear life. And it's much more fun around August and and especially the month of September. Because at that point, you have a good idea of who's fighting, who's not, who's done. Who's hoping to uh, win the division or just fighting for that wild card and the Orioles get to spoil it? So that's something to look forward to because the Orioles right now, they're playing good ball. To say that, you know, teams don't want to see the Orioles right now, I don't know. I think every team would love to see the Orioles right now. They still have the worst record in baseball. So anytime you're trying to fight for the playoffs, who do you want to play? Well, the worst team in baseball. But lately, like I said, they're playing pretty good. Uh, but in September, I don't know if they're going to have much fun spoiling teams uh, trying to make the playoffs because I don't think they, they're they going to be playing many teams in September to wrap the season up. Like, they, they go in uh, September, starting September, uh, finishing up with the Royals. Uh, Tampa Bay, yeah, sure. They, you know, I'm sure they're going to be still fighting for whatever, so that still may be fun. But then you got the Rangers. Uh, they got the Dodgers. They're 15 games ahead in the division. I'm pretty sure they're going to, they're probably going to clinch by the time we see them. Uh, the Tigers, they're not doing anything. Toronto, they're done. You got Seattle, nothing. Toronto, and then the last three games, though, in September, we're playing the Red Sox. Now, I don't know how hot the Red Sox are going to get towards the end of the season here. Uh, they're eight games behind New York, so who knows from now to September what the hell is going to happen? Because anytime Boston and New York play, no matter what the records are, it just, if they're in Boston, it seems like they beat up on New York and vice versa. So right now in the wild card, you've got the Indians 
and Boston, who's leading. So, again, in that late September, who knows? Because Oakland is a half game behind Boston. Tampa Bay is a half game. You got the Angels at four and a half, and then Texas five, and then you got the White Sox at 11. And then after that, the Mariners at 15. So I guess in that, you know, actually (laughs) thinking out loud here, in September they're going to be playing Tampa Bay, Texas, and Boston in that month. And they're all right there trying to fight for the wild card. I don't know how much of a run Boston can go on this month in the next couple months to take New York because, my God, they're just playing out of their mind. Everything's working for them. The Angel fans, they're having a shit fit. Again, I love it. I love going on Twitter, and I know it sounds pathetic, but every time the Orioles are beating a team or they beat them or they win two out of three like they did with Boston, their fans completely had a freaking meltdown on Twitter for like 48 hours straight. But any time we win or we're beating them, it's all the same thing. How are you losing to this minor league team? Our season's over. Sell everybody. If you can't beat the Orioles, what do you expect to do in uh, October baseball? It's fantastic. I love it. So the last two games, first two games that the Orioles won against the uh, Angels in this series, <laughs> what I do, I went on Twitter and I had a good laugh. Poured a nice little cold IPA beer. I've been on an IPA kick. I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. If you're taking notes, <laughs> if you don't remember, I used to kind of make fun of my friends for you know drinking all that hoppy bullshit IPA crap. I don't know. I'm into them now. So if you're hearing this and you have a pretty good IPA that you like, reach out. Full count chaos at gmail.com, but I pour a drink, go on Twitter, and have a good laugh. And one of the games against the Angels, the first one the other night, <laughs> it was like a, God, how many hours did it go? It was like six-hour game. And I, I caught towards the end. I didn't remember much of it because that was like the first night I was in Ocean City, and, and we got a little shit-faced. Had a little, had a little too much to drink that night, but I came in, and I was kind of like focusing on the TV, like, am I seeing that right? Stevie Wilkerson, that son of a bitch, first position player ever to record a save. <laughs> saves, I, I saw something, saves became an official stat in 1969, whatever. First position player, that was awesome. So I'm watching uh, Wilkerson pitch, and he, he's just floating these pitches in like 50 miles per hour. And the batters, they just couldn't square up those pitches. It was making me laugh. It was entertaining. It reminded me of, uh, was it Rookie of the Year? kid's arm he it heals so he can't throw 110 anymore so he throws an underarm pitch i forgot what the dude crazy name was who was trying to hit it the bad guy in the in the movie but that's what it reminded me of uh so wilkerson nicknamed dr poo poo and this is what i read i didn't realize this after a previous pitching outing he told reporters the last time he threw that he was throwing poo poo out there so I saw SB Nation tweet out, uh, and then the manager, Brandon Hyde, decided to elevate Wilkerson to a doctorate. So there we are today, that said, and Dr. Poo has become the first position player to get a save in MLB history. I like to go on SB Nation, SB Nation every now and then. They have some good shit. Uh, but Wilkerson, man, he's got good speed, good bat, good glove. He's fun to watch, too. All these players, and again, I've mentioned it before, anytime the Orioles are playing really well, everyone's like, we got to keep them all. That's not how this works. I still say, you know, you get a good call from another team and it's a good trade, get rid of them. I don't care. Look, I love Trey Mancini. I, You know, Trey Mancini, I'm kind of up in the air because I know it's the first year of a rebuild. If you can get something great for him, go for it. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, you, you still want a veteran in there, a veteran who's good. 
uh, to kind of show these kids the ropes and help them out and whatever. So Trey would be that guy, but it, it's hard to say. Even Elias, we love Trey, but if it's a good trade, bye-bye, Trey, bye-bye. I just think it's so funny. I'll get tweets from friends watching these games when they're doing well. They're like, well, you got to keep this guy. You got to keep that guy. And I'm like, no, you don't. They're having a good week and everything's working out right now. But in the Boston series, that was hilarious. They take two out of three. Uh, more angry tweets. Uh, I think that the game before they beat a 17 to six, but the Orioles are the first team to throw a one hitter the game after allowing 17 plus runs since the Oakland A's on July 4th and 5th in 1979. <laughs> so there you go. Wojciechowski threw one hell of a game. I love watching this guy now. Where the hell did this come from? Everyone's been talking about him lately. Wojciechowski, 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 what you talking about? Yeah, Wojciechowski on the Orioles. Uh, his last out against the Angels when they won 9-3 to Friday. He threw seven innings, only gave up three hits, two runs, Six strikeouts. So uh, keep doing your thing, man. Coming around, having fun, watching the Orioles lately. And speaking of fun, we got to always talk about Adley Rushman, right? Adley Watcher 2019. Well, he went 0 for 5. That's okay, though. That's all right. He was in Aberdeen. You know, get get the pressure off him a little bit. Let's start talking about someone else. You know, let's start following somebody, some other younger kid, let him do his thing because this poor guy, he knows the spotlight is on him. Everybody's watching him. Everybody's talking about him. And here's how crazy it is. And I've never seen, I've been watching a lot of Orioles on TV my whole life. And it's very rare that they'll have someone call into the booth when Gary and Jim are making are calling a game. Rockabaca was at Aberdeen. And they wanted Rock to call in to talk about Adley. I don't. I can't remember the last time someone's actually called in. I've seen interviews coming in on the booth. I've seen somebody else in, in, in another part of the stadium that they're interviewing. I can't remember the last time someone has called in to talk to Jim and Gary or whoever's calling the game on the phone just to talk about a certain player in the minors. And, of course, it's Adley Rushman. But he went over five. I saw a friend of mine uh, tweet out, he can only do better. <laughs> it's only up from here. It's a good point. So I guess everybody's just going to continue to keep their eye on Adley. I think a buddy of mine went and saw him play in Aberdeen. He was all excited. He's a big fan, one of those guys who loves following the minor leagues. Anytime I have a question about someone down in the minors, I send him a text. He is always, always at those games because he loves taking his kids to those games. He's one of the guys that say, you know, taking them to Camden Yards, screw that. Too expensive. Tickets are too expensive, especially the product on the field. But again, he, you know, even when the Orioles are doing well, too expensive. So he takes them to all these minor league games, and he gets to see a lot of these players uh, play who that we see in the Orioles a couple years later. He gets their autographs, gets their picture. So if they're a very popular player, he can say, look, I have an autograph, a picture, and a signed bat. Because, you know, when they're young and they're in the minors, anytime you they got kids or someone coming up saying they're fans and, ooh, can I get your autograph? Yeah, they're going to give away everything because they're excited. They have new fans. But he went and saw Adley, and he got to see the 0 for 5. <laughs> Whatever. 
It's still Adley Rushman. Who cares? We're excited. First year of the rebuild. First pick. Here he is. So, again, we're going to keep our eye on him, see what he does from there. But I just got a kick out of hearing somebody call in to Gary. When they came back from break, I hear Gary say, are you on the line, Rock? I'm thinking, what? This is getting out of hand. We got people calling into the Gary Thorne line to talk about Adley Rushman. So we'll all keep an eye on him. Might see him next year. Might not. We don't know. But we know for sure, Mike Elias, he's got a plan. And I'm hoping this plan will work out. Hey, by the way, Camden Yards, Orioles baseball, why not talk about Billy Joel? Did you see Billy Joel? I almost said Billy Idol. (laughs) That would have been a good concert. Billy Idol. White wedding, yeah. I don't know. He's still alive, isn't he? He's still around. He's probably still torn. It's funny. Some of these bands that uh, I, I, you know, they stopped being popular in like '89. Sometimes if I'm bored, I'll go on Google and look them up for tour dates. And lo and behold, they're torn. So Billy Idol's probably torn. But Billy Joel, did you go see him? I mean, almost shit. Eighty percent of people that I know. Seemed like they went and saw Billy Joel. It was weird seeing that many people in Camden Yards knowing normally in a game there's an average of 7,000 people. So when you see, I think it was 60,000 for that concert, I'm sure. But everybody that I know that went, they seemed like they had a good time. Uh, you know, I just see people posting stuff, reading their tweets, looking at their photos. Everybody letting everyone know, I was here. Look at me. I was here. But everyone seemed to have a good time. They said he sounded good. I saw people uh, between the age of 10 to 110 at this concert. So I thought that was kind of cool. Younger kids wanted to go unless their parents forced them. They're like, I'm going to show you what real music sounds like. Here I hear this guy, Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Are you ready for this? So I, I haven't heard anything about how if it was a shit show parking there, what the food cost was, what they were charging for drinks. So I'm just curious if you're tuned in right now and you went, I'd love to hear some details. Did you have a good time? Did you see anything crazy? What was parking like? What were the fees? How much did you spend on your ticket? Didn't really look into that either. Uh, because I wasn't, I don't, wasn't that interested. I, I'm a Billy Joel fan. Like when I hear some of his songs, I don't turn the station. It's if I'm still listening to radio. <laughs> Not many people listen to radio that much unless it's sports radio. Here in Baltimore, I mean, he doesn't listen to 105.7. But if I hear his music, I'll hold off on changing the channel. But I just, I wasn't planning on going. My wife wasn't planning on going, so I didn't really look at the prices. So I was just curious what they were. But uh, who did I hear? I heard the Misfits. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're an old band back in the 80s. If uh, If you're familiar with Danzig, he was part of the Misfits. But they're putting on a concert. And I saw that their average ticket was like $500. It's crazy what they charge for uh, concerts, these these, uh, these bands, and people are paying for it. <laughs> They're buying. I guess, you know, you can't really make money selling CDs in a CD store anymore. You got to charge out the asshole for putting on these concerts. But people are paying for them. Why not? So Billy Joel, rocking out in Camden Yards. Saw a shit ton of photos. <laughs> Saw somebody... Uh, a friend of the family, she's like 80, she had her cell phone, and I still think she has a flip phone, because her video that she posted, 
I didn't know what the hell it was I was listening to. I just saw her in the uh, in the video she posted um, singing along to We Didn't Start the Fire, but it was like, <laughs> what the heck? She sells the Razor phone. It's like, come on. They, uh, they make phones a little better now. Maybe you should go buy one. But like I said, it's late. I got back from Ocean City. I wanted to get an episode out, and it looks like the Orioles just won 8-7. to seven. 15 hits, 8 runs. Michael Givens, he always makes it interesting when he comes in. I don't know what the Orioles are going to get for him, but he, you know, when he's on, throwing 97 on the corner, he's hard to hit. So that was fun. Had that all, uh, game on in the background. It, when I looked over, I saw bases loaded, one out, and I'm thinking, oh, Mike Trout comes up to bat. <laughs> Good for Givens for striking him out. But I'm thinking, all right, well, here we go. Maybe it'll be another six-hour game. But how about it? Three in a row in L.A. Again, they just swept the Dodgers, and then the Orioles come in, and I'm sure the fans are thinking, oh, hell yeah, at least we're going to win three out of four. We're even sweep them. We're going to continue to move up in the, in the uh, standings. This is going to be fantastic. And we're just shitting all over their plans, and we're loving it. It's fun. It's time of year that you start shitting on people's seasons, other teams, when you start ruining it for them. It's fantastic. I'm loving it. But, again, we're just having fun watching baseball, wrapping it up. Football's right around the corner, by the way, too. That should be fun, seeing what Lamar's going to do. But, anyway, I always love hearing from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. A lot of people got a kick out of Andrew's email. The fan, uh, fan from Fairfax, Virginia, writing in. Telling me I need to man up and tell it like it is with cash and trade. Whatever. So again, anyway, anything on your mind, I don't care. Happy, sad, angry, pissed off. I want to hear from you. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.